Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Steigman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. Um, and uh, welcome to High Spirits. It's a show where we talk about ghosts and mm-hmm. drink spirits. That's correct. And booze. Yeah, booze. Um, tonight, Noelle, who are you sponsored by? I am sponsored by Boda Box. Oh. <laughs> It's a box of wine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's their tag, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I am uh, sponsored by Misfit IPA right here out of Lake Barrington, Illinois. <laughs> Not to be confused with the other beer, Sam Hain. <laughs> <laughs> Sour. Whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's Chicago-grown beer, so I'm just trying to be, like, Illinois proud. I did I did bring up the Sam Hain thing to a friend of mine, and he was like, yeah, it's Salon. And I was like, god damn it. Oh, like, really? He knew that? Yes. And I was like, I'm an idiot. Sam Hain. Sam Hain. He's like, yeah, it's Salon. Uh, but everybody else around us was like, no, it's Sam Hain. And I was like, thank you. I'm not the only dumb-dumb here. Ugh. <laughs> um... Is this episode 15? Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, I mean, I was, I was just asking. I, I do, did not know for a second. I feel like we're at episode 50. Yeah, right? <laughs> Good for fucking us. Um, hey, guys. Um, you can find us um, at uh, High Spirits Chicago Podcasts mm-hmm. on iTunes. Yep. You can also find us on SoundCloud, High Spirits Chicago Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, High Spirits Chicago um and that's gmail you can email us yeah that's right at myspiritchicago (laughs) at gmail.com thank you yeah feel free to get in touch with us um please uh good times only right we live in very difficult Mm -hmm. times and uh no one needs your horse shit so uh where there is darkness please find your light and feel free to email us. Mm-hmm. Smile at your neighbor. <laughs> Say hello when you pass someone on the yeah, street. Why not? Say hi to that streetwise guy. Please do. Um, yeah. Also, I should say this. Um, this is, in fact, Jay Seidman. I am somehow like an octave lower in my voice than I have been. Um, that's because I've been ill in the way that Beth from Little Women was ill. <gasps> Don't be like Beth. No, I am. I'm, I'm, I... That's I was like Beth. I died. You're my Joe. No, I can't take it. I know. Don't be Beth. Little women realness. Be the when other I one. Say, um, little women. Do you think of the uh, Susan Sarandon uh, Winona Ryder movie, or do you think of the book? I think of the movie. <laughs> I do too. Because <laughs> Claire Danes played Beth, and that's what I thought when I just said that. With a young Christian Bale. Oh my god. He was Laurie. I know, what a piece of hotness. He was great. What a piece of ass. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Kirsten Dunst was in that. Mm-hmm. And then there was that one girl that we thought was gonna be a really big star and then she we don't know what happened to Amy? her. Amy Smart, right? No. No, no the girl I'm, who played Amy. Yeah, the girl who wasn't Amy Smart. I don't know who Amy Smart is. Uh I'm trying to think of what that actress's name was. She's beautiful. She is she and Banana Ryder went to that ball together. Yes. And she was in um a few movies, like a few hits, and then she kind of faded into existence. Huh. I don't know what her name is or what happened to her. I have an IMDb app on my phone. Yeah, no, don't use it. I will not use it. Fuck. I'm using it. We're going all the way back <laughs> to the 1800s. Why use it? I don't know because I can't help myself and I have to know everything. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, you want me to just go? Yeah, it's going to take me a while. I'm just going to shout out a name in the middle. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's right. Just like sex. <laughs> if she throws it. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> shout out random names. I love it. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Oh, Boda Box, you got the best of me again. Um, <clears throat> tonight, guys, I'm going to talk about the Fox Sisters. Samantha Mathis. No, that was yes. not Amy. She was old Amy. Samantha Mathis is her name. She was in um she was an American Psycho and Broken Arrow. Oh. She's done some stuff. Yeah, okay. That's what she's known for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's known for old Amy. <laughs> And those other two movies that I named. Apparently, oh. she's been she's busy. She's still working. So I thought you were gonna say she was dead, and then we could go. Good for her. her. No, she's still with us. She looks good. Great. Okay, please. Can we do my thing? No. <laughs> Let's talk about Little Women some more. No. All right. Uh, no, well, tonight we're talking about the Fox Sisters. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, they're terrible. <clears throat> and great. And, and yeah, I mean. They're just a butterfly effect. They are a ripple mm-hmm. in this river that we call life. Um, this story is about the Fox Sisters and actually the creation of a religion, the creation of spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you so, call that your religion? Absolutely not. Oh, I thought you said of our religion. And I, was I said like, of a religion. Oh. I was like, don't you dare align me with that. Sorry. No, I, I'm not religious. I know. That's why I was really confused. No hate mail, please. Oh, my God. What have you done? <laughs> Um, so the Fox sisters were from Hydesville, New York. Okay. Older sister Leah, uh, born 1831, died 1890. Uh, the two younger sisters, uh, who, who did all of the, um, uh, communication with the dead, Maggie, 1833 to 1893, and Kate, 1837 to 1892. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're from upstate New York. Uh, and this is really important actually to the story at and um, uh, this originated in um, Hinesville, which is actually no longer there. But uh, it's a part of upstate New York that is referred to as the Burned Over District, where religious movements had um, sort of just come out of the Second Great Awakening. Okay. Uh, Mormons, Seventh-day Adventists. Jehovah's Witnesses, Shakers, and the Oneida Society, which was a large utopian group Mm -hmm. uh, that engaged in group marriage, (laughs) etc. So they took basically like all of like the hacky religions. I'm being a jerk right now, but no, I'm but all this it. shit happened in the same area, pretty much at the same time. Oh my god, that's incredible! So within a, within a 15 to 20 year period, every new religion happened right there. So all like the con men, like that's kind of where yep. they got their start. And actually, the term "burned over district" uh, was coined to denote that the area had been so heavily evangelized mm-hmm. as there was no fuel left over to burn. Fuel, in this case, means, like, a population. Right. And burn means to convert. Mm-hmm. So there were no people to convert, which is why they were the burned over area. They'd all joined crazy fucking religions. Right. So is this, I'm assuming this is, like, a pretty isolated area where 
it's not, it's pretty remote. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to, people are easily influenced because there's not a larger world outside of them or. For the most part. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're talking about like 1840s upstate New York. So, all right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think right now upstate New York is like a bastion of like cosmopolitan no. modeling. So I think like prior to right. that, it was, it was uh, lonesome times, but certainly, um, uh, I have, I have two more things to say about this area, and then we'll talk about the Fox Sisters. But this uh, region of New York State, um, <laughs> at this time, really believed, like so many of them believed, that they were in direct communication with God or the angels. And um, for the most part, Protestant fervor had reached them, and they did not think that God would condemn uh, people or or that He would behave harshly. So. eschewed were the common things of like, well, if you do this, God will be mad. So therefore Mm -hmm. there were these polyamorous religions and all all sorts of weird things. Um, In addition to that activity, this is also the area uh, for social radicalism. Elizabeth Cady Stanton Mm -hmm. uh, in this area was Seneca Falls. Yep. And uh, that's where the Seneca Falls convention happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this do you want like, to explain what that is? Quickly? Oh, I'm so sorry. I do. Just because <laughs> I forget. We I'm like, yeah, that. I know we might have two listeners that are not my friends and don't <laughs> <laughs> and aren't feminists, I guess. Uh, but Seneca Falls, um, was a convention held, uh, with regard to women's suffrage and rights. So Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony were, uh, major players in that. So that's that area too. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what was in the water. Uh, lots of religion, lots of radical politics, and uh, uh, it's like as far north as you could go. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're part of like the original thirteen colonies, like you're you're kind of like set set there. Maybe that's where I don't know. I'm making, I I'm, know. I'm making shit up right now. I was thinking like <laughs> in my mind, it was kind of like the place where. Before there was Florida, that's where, like, politicians maybe want to go retire with their families. Oh. Like, they went up north instead of going no south. Idea. But I'm totally making that up. And It's a nice thought. It I is mean, a nice I idea. I don't mind it at all. Yeah. I just don't. Their progressive daughters, like, took charge. <laughs> right. And then their, like, radical polygamous sons were like, I want to have seven wives. I know. Uh, two uh, politi- uh, polygamous religions came out. Mormons and the Oneida Society. Yeah. Which is interesting. Right. Um, I don't know much about the Oneida Society. Well, we can do another one of them. And they are fascinating. Yeah. I actually went to a rabbit hole with them. And I was like. <gasps> yeah, I don't. I mean, as we as we talked about in our last episode, we're pretty fascinated with the FLDS, which is the a sect of the Mormon faith, which the Mormon faith now, or the LDS. Yes. Disowns that, that sect. But they still take all their principles are from the Mormon church, mm-hmm. which if you know anything about the Mormon church, I'm going to say what I think. I think basically it was founded on Joseph Smith's wanting to cheat on his wife. Legally. Oh. oh, yeah. How scandalous. That's my scandal. Uh, I will say this, that, um, schisms in religion are, uh, oft seen mm-hmm. and when spiritualism as a religion, um, is created, there are about 17 offshoots. Yeah. For whatever reason. Right. Um, so I think that people just, 
you know, when, once they've, once they kind of figure out their own philosophy and, and, and if, if it is true and, and these religions will show you, if it is true that your religion is based on your personal relationship with God, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Yep. So, um, let's go back to the Fox sisters. Please. In 1848, Kate, age mm-hmm. 12 and Maggie, age 15, they were living in a house in Hydesville, which mm-hmm. is this New York area, um, with their parents. Um, at the time they were living in this house, it actually had a reputation for being haunted. The house did? The house did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Neighbors were convinced that someone had been murdered in that house. So they sort of had this uh, origin story kind of packed into the house. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Fox family reported hearing rapping noises. Uh, rapping noises. <laughs> Not like nope. wiggity 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 whack. <laughs> wow. That was so bad. <laughs> that was like <laughs> 1991. <laughs> That's the only rap I know. Hype man. Okay, That's the cool. only rap I know. Uh, Is there other rap? Yes. Oh. So rapping noises <laughs> like knocking noises. <laughs> oh, oh, my oh. Like while rapping at my window. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the Fox family had reported hearing rapping noises and the furniture moving. Um, <clears throat> really important night in 1948, March 31st. Little Kate, that's the youngest, okay? Mm-hmm. And at this point, she's age 12. Um, she engages with the spirit. So she snaps her fingers and she asks the spirits to reply. And they do, right? When she does... They come right back at her with. Okay. So um, then Kate asked to have it wrap out the ages of the girls. Um, so the spirit gets it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just like actually hearing like a real rap of the ages. <laughs> Your name is Kate. You are 12. <laughs> I like Fruity Pebbles in a major way. Yeah, I can't rap. You're really bad at it. So bad at it. <laughs> That's okay. I'm obviously too. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so the spirit guessed their ages. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, when the spirit did that, the uh, the girls had told their parents, and the neighbors were invited over to the fox house to investigate. So over the course of the next few days, a code was developed where the knocks could signify yes or no in response to a question, um, or they could be used to indicate a letter of the alphabet. Oh, This is kind of like our early Ouija board. Yeah. And Ouija, okay. for those um, who don't know, a uh, combination of Ouija, like we from... Of course. <laughs> no, but, right? Yeah. But French, we. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, and German, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Yes, yes? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So Ouija, what we call it, which uh-huh. doesn't make any sense because it's spelled... Ouija. Ouija. Yeah. <laughs> which is basically we yeah. Oh. Anyway. So yes, yes. Interesting. I never knew that. Um, so actually a lot of that has to do with what the, the Fox sisters did with here is some code with uh-huh. the alphabet and here's some code with some numbers. And then you can talk to us in this language that we understand. Okay. Um, so, uh, the girls address the spirit as Mr. Splitfoot. Well, I'm sorry. What? Splitfoot. Splitfoot. Okay. Mr. Splitfoot. Okay. Which is actually a nickname for the devil. Oh, so really? So kind of like when we were talking about the goat man, I was like, oh, is that maybe the devil? 
Because, um, right. uh, hooved creatures. Uh-huh. Oh, I get it. Okay. Which is why the Jews, um, don't eat anything with cloven hooves. Oh. That's why pigs are verboten. I'm learning so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so anything with a, uh, hoof cloven or hoof. a split foot. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just said split the, I meant split hoof. I knew what you meant. Um, as I spoke to the entity, um... They actually started referring to him as Charles B. Rosna, um, which was interesting to the neighbors and kind of validated them because um, he was a person who had been allegedly murdered five years, uh, like prior to. Prior to. Okay. Yeah. Five years ago. Fascinating. Yeah. And who had maybe been buried in the cellar or around that home. They already believed the house to be haunted. Okay. And so they had, these girls could have had no idea. Right. So. Hmm. Okay. There's that. Um, Following this incident, uh, Kate and Maggie, um, the younger two of the Fox sisters, were sent to live in nearby Rochester to live with family. Um, Was there a reason behind that or? I'm not sure. I mean, we'll get to this later, probably because this whole thing might've been a fraud. What? Yeah. (laughs) When I say might've been, sorry, spoiler alert, but, um, totally was, they were getting, they were getting the girls out there in, in the public. Okay. Right. Yeah. So they went to Rochester and started to kind of work their, uh, medium there wasn't necessarily this before but they were they were going from place to place mm-hmm. doing what they had done in um uh Hydesville they started doing it in Rochester um Amy and Isaac Post who are friends of the Fox family they were convinced that the girls were able to communicate with spirits now the Posts this is interesting because of the area they were Quakers any relation to Emily Post? And that's, I'm actually <laughs> seriously asking that. I really don't know. I don't know. I okay. mean, let's say yes. I mean, I feel like. Yeah, sure. She would come from that kind of background. Right. Yeah, a Quaker background. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Quakers actually were the people who became, um, uh, many of them, early spiritualists. And the forefathers kind of... of manners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They kind of fell in line with their beliefs anyway. Right. Right? We'll get into that in just a second. Um, sort of in this way, because it had this Quaker um, origin story, actually spiritualism and political causes, such as abolition, temperance, and equal rights for women, sort of went hand in hand. So we're talking about starting in 1848, um, that this... Uh, it sort of was radical mm-hmm. uh, for the most part because so many women were the ones who could communicate with the dead. Okay. Interesting. It is very interesting. Whether they could or could not, it is an interesting way to empower oneself. Yeah. I mean, and so even if they were frauds, more power to them. Right. They made a lot of money. They didn't yeah. have to do a lot of shit that other girls had to do and mm-hmm. they traveled the world. They were respected by the world, I mean Upper United States and England. <laughs> <laughs> that I was, realized that for them, that was the world. That was I the world at that time. Yeah, I sort of had to pull that back a little bit. <laughs> but, but 
more power to them because, sure, maybe they were manipulating people out of their money, but they were smart about it. And they were empowering themselves and they were independent women who that wasn't a thing at the time. They had made something of themselves and they empowered so many other women to move forward and do this thing. So they were really like pioneers, really. Yes. You're thinking that. Um, On the 14th of November, 1849, these Fox sisters, uh, just as teenagers, demonstrated their spiritualist rapping at the Corinthian Hall in Rochester, which is a huge venue. They were a hit. Um, They suddenly became famous, um, and they started uh, conducting famous seances. Um, Some of their notable clientele... uh, Let me... I've got a list. I'm just going to go to the the biggest uh, people on this list. James Fenimore Cooper Mm -hmm. wrote The Last of Mohicans. Yep. Um, Horace Greeley, big, like, writer. Uh-huh. Sojourner Truth. Abolitionist. Yep. There's more people on this list, but I, I feel like they're only famous to me because I know things about the 1800s, so I'm going to Um, they also attracted imitators. So during the following few years, hundreds of people, uh, claimed the ability to communicate with spirits. Um, so... Uh, what ended up happening um, with the Fox sisters as they became more popular. So those early seances were like um, kind of frivolous, mm-hmm. you know, like stocks and blood and like, where's my grandmother's fill in the blank. And then mm-hmm. later on they became uh, very personal and spiritual. Well, they started to master their craft. Yeah. They figured it out. They figured it out. And soon the religious significance um, of communicating with the deceased became very apparent Mm -hmm. to everyone. Thus, a religion was born. Mm -hmm. So we're going to come back to the Fox sisters, but before we do, uh, we have to talk about spiritualism. Okay. Which is the religion that they brought forth. Right. Um, And it's interesting to note that the Fox sisters were just two kind of little girls in um, uh, New York. Um, They, they, they went to go live with their sister, the older sister. Mm -hmm. um, And she introduced them to um, literally uh, uh, movers and shakers and um, Quakers. Mm -hmm. I was going to say candlestick makers. Uh, (laughs) And possibly some candlestick makers. I would assume that they all made their own candles. But anyway, uh, So beeswax, um, that's the key. Yeah. Leah really kind of just situated these gals for like, some major stuff. So we're going to get to the, the older sister will come more into play right now. We've only really talked about Kate and Maggie and their, their uh, sort of right. abilities. But the oldest sister is the one who kind of like opened up this world to society. She was their manager. Their pimp. Yeah. She was their pimp. But let's talk about the religion. Please, let's. <laughs> so, um, in the years following the sensation that greeted the Fox sisters, um, um, this proved to be, like, a very profitable venture. But, uh, as it became more profitable, people wanted to see more, like, entertainment value and yeah. sort of more spiritual catharsis. So, some of these things that we actually know about now come into play. Right seances like open seances around the table yep 
uh, uh, automatic writing, mm-hmm. Ouija, uh, crystal balls. Yep, the whole the yep. whole sort of thing that sort of uh, how can you show? Right, right. Show business. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so there are all these like sort of. Things that people nece- they they didn't necessarily need, but 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 uh, but that's part of being that's part of a religion is that there's the ceremonial aspect yep. to it, where you have to you know your your pastor whoever it is has to be wearing robes or like has yep. to be dressed in a certain way. So, yep. so there's rituals to it, like there's spirit cabinets yep. and there's lights off and there's like one candle, two candles, there's mm-hmm. incense, there's all sorts of shit that goes yep. Um. Because you need, I think, like, as, sorry to interrupt again. No, you're fine. But I think that, like, especially probably in that time, people needed some kind of routine, and they needed, like, for it, in order for it to be real, it had to be ritualistic Mm -hmm. and a routine in a way. That's where they could get behind it and be like, well, this is what Mm -hmm. I practice now. And that's how you get other people on board as well. Right, well, and it can't be a phenomenon. And that's, I think, what the Fox sisters realized, like, they can't one time communicate right. with the dead. They have to do it at the drop of a hat. Yep. Wherein I think, um, regardless of their truthfulness or not, and we'll get to that later on, to consistently, to kiss, con, no, sorry, to consistently have results with the paranormal means that it is normal. Yes. So. They must, it must be on some level a lie or a concoction. Right. Makes sense? Absolutely. Because the reality is that if, if. It should be exceptional. It should be exceptional because let's, you know, let's say that um, there's this afterlife that they're promoting is a real thing. Some people have moved on. Some people are still here. Or maybe they have a connection to the afterlife, whatever. Um, but it doesn't make sense that you can automatically reach out to whomever yeah. you're trying to speak to. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> like, you don't have a direct line. It should be exceptional. It should be, it, it, you know, it's kind of like, um, what was that guy, uh, John Edwards? Not the um, politician. <laughs> but... But the one who's like, I see a P, a P, a P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone goes, Papa? And he's like, yes. Yes, you. Um, it's like, you know, that guy or that girl. Yeah, that's that, what all these people the, are The woman who's on TLC now, the Long Island medium. It's, sure. you know, those people who, um, you can't be that consistent. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, you might be able to if you're a spiritualist. Let me continue. Please do. <laughs> I mean, that was just my, like, like two cents about it. But, right. And maybe... Um, there maybe, might be people listening who are, like, 100% offended because spiritualism is still a religion. I, I know that. And I, and, I, and I might be completely ignorant to it as well, but I just have a hard time believing that you can walk up to every single person and feel something from them or, like, recognize somebody around them yeah. that just doesn't seem real to me I agree and I don't like once I get to the religious aspects of it that ended up not being what they believed but the right. Fox sisters had to perform so right. they were doing like three shows a night and that like, was kind of my point yeah. was that it's more like I think that you can absolutely be a medium and have a connection but to do to to, to do it on command it's, on whim all the time for money 
Right. And that would also, if you are a medium and you are or an empath or something like that, that's going to take so much out of you. Yeah. If that's a real thing. Yep. But, sorry, please continue. No. Never be sorry. Aww, <laughs> man. Um, uh, for just a, a quick thing, um, spiritualism developed and reached its peak growth in membership between 1840, like the 1840s when the Fox sisters were around, to the 1920s. Um, spiritualism is a belief that spirits of the dead have both the ability and the inclination to communicate with the living. Let me repeat. Spiritualism is a belief that spirits of the dead have both the ability and the inclination to communicate with the living, which actually influences all of the ghost stuff that we talk about now. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, I gotcha. Because for the most part, like, I mean, I'm, I'm more of an imprint guy. Yeah. Um, but this is really where people got their idea of ghosts. It's like, they're trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. They are interactive. Uh, prior to this, that wasn't necessarily the case. Right. People went to heaven and they were like, bye-bye. See ya. Yeah. Um, but this, let me, let me say. And I like, like this idea more. Like I'm more in line with this. Yep. Five thoughts of the, uh, five thoughts of the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, not tenants, uh, cause there, there was no organization of this religion, so um, that came later. It was really hard for them to, like, kind of figure their shit out, right? We, uh, the kind of cool thing about spiritualism is it was just sort of its own thing. Uh, but also everyone who has ever been around something like that, that's how everything – that's how things disintegrate really quickly. Okay, yeah. You know, because <laughs> it's like, I am a spiritualist, but what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But these are the five things that people are supposed to believe. Uh, a belief that the soul continues to exist after the death of the physical body. Okay. Cool. A belief in spirit communication. All right. Even after death, it is possible for the soul to learn and improve. Nope. Okay. Uh, a belief in God often referred to as infinite intelligence and that the natural world, uh, is considered an expression of that intelligence and personal responsibility for life circumstances. Okay. All right. So they believe that spirit mediums are gifted to carry on uh, communications with the dead. They also believe that anybody can become a medium through study and practice. Well, I don't disagree with that. Which is interesting, though. I think that's... But, they, but they didn't do... They were very Protestant in this, because this is like a Protestant area. Yeah. It wasn't like a hierarchical thing. of Like, I'm a medium, listen to me. It was like the Fox sisters kicked this off and then 50 other people came out of the woodwork and they were like, so... Me too. Me too. So I, I, I actually don't disagree with that because I think that... Well, Megan and I took that yeah, medium class. You did that thing. Yeah. But I think that, um, and we've talked about this before, uh, and this is a common um, thought amongst the ghosting world, I think, or the medium world, is that... When you're a child, you're very open mm-hmm. to things because everything's new. Um, and it, I, I mean, honestly, I've seen it with my daughter where she's seen things and she is <laughs> like there was one night where she was in her bathroom um, brushing her teeth. And, at the new house? No, their old oh. place. And she was just staring at something. I wasn't there, actually. Andrew told me about it. And she was pointing and she said there was a little girl standing there. Ew. Um, so I think kids, and I know when I was a kid too, like I was much more open and 
um, receptive to things. And I think as you get older in time and things, you become immune to things and like you become desensitized. So I think it's possible to reopen yourself sure. to that world if that is, you know, a real thing and what you choose to believe. So I, I don't disagree with that concept. I think it's what you allow in, but I do also at the same time think that there are certain people that are more sensitive than others. And, you know, and by the way, of course, like this, these, these spiritualism is the tenets of uh-huh. why anybody in modern times believe in ghosts. Right. So I'm going to piss a lot of people off. I'm sure you will. I'm going to excite a lot of people. I'm, I'm. Because I think it's so interesting. I'm both. I'm not yeah, going to Right. Like everyone's going to be both. <laughs> I'm all of the things. Right. I mean. I'm going to play both sides of this. As you should. <laughs> but like the reason why we think about ghosts the way right. we do is because of these ladies, Fox sisters. Yeah. No, I, I I get it. And also because of like the ramifications that happen thereafter. Like, mm-hmm. This direct communication, this sort of like ghosts know more than we do. This ghost evolution, like all all of this. Stuff right. Is, they're telepathic. They're yeah. And yeah. It really it, it's a part of this whole thing. Yeah. Um. As I said before, organization organization was slow to appear. Um, so when it did, actually, because I, I, I told you it was kind of like of the people. Yeah. People just said they were like uh, mediums or trans lecturers. And so they actually like really resisted it when, when um, uh, a quote unquote religion tried to be like, no, this is who spirit, this is what spiritualism is. They're mm-hmm. like, um, I'm just a trans medium. Um. <clears throat> Most members of spiritualism were just kind of content to attend Christian churches. So it wasn't like its own religion. It was just like on top of. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, it had so much in common with Protestantism anyway mm-hmm. that they were like, yeah, I mean, that's just, okay. Right. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I have my personal relationship with God. I have my personal relationship with spirits. Cool. I'm in. Right. Um, spiritualism flourished for half a century without any uh, like text or formal organization uh, attained a cohesion through periodicals um, or anything like that right so they were kind of like just free spirits Um, one little factoid I want to include is that uh, many prominent spiritualists were women I know I already said that before but this is really important because this sort of brought about this uh, status for women because they were, it was mostly women that could like quote unquote communicate with ghosts. And I think a lot of this is where like female intuition came from and like these whole things of like, well, women might be the second class or the second gender or whatever, but, but they're very in tune. Yeah. I think it's also really interesting <clears throat> considering that the century before women were being witches. burned at the stake yep. for being witches. Um, and now they're talking to ghosts and, and being applauded for it. Yeah. It, it's, you know, how the times have changed. Yeah. And a hundred years really isn't that big of a time difference when you think about it. Well, I mean, I don't have that much in common with the women from 1960. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but it, that's really fascinating to me. Like the progress that they mm-hmm. made that they weren't being looked down for that reason looked down upon. 
Um, by the late 1880s, the credibility of the uh, informal movement um, had been weakened by um, fraud claims. Um, so formal spiritualist groups began to appear. So okay. that's when they started to like solidify. Because mm-hmm. they were so tired of being called frauds. Right. Um, the claims of spiritualists and others as a reality... Um, as to the reality of ghosts were investigated by the Society of Psychic, sorry, uh, Psychical Research. Let me say that again. Society for Psychical Research found in London in 1882 um, because of all the things the spiritualists had accomplished. Um, this society was set up uh, as a committee on haunted houses. Oh. Yeah. They sort of give us our his our her story, her story. of ghost story. What um what year was that? Um, that was 1882. Okay. Oh wow. By 1887, spiritualism was said to have more than eight million followers in the United States and Europe. That's huge. It's huge. That's a huge number. It's huge. And those were like openly spiritual people. Yeah. Like they. Owned well, don't say spiritual. It's a different thing nowadays. Right, but they, I mean, they were spiritualists. They were spiritualists. So, but Christianity and spiritualism were not. They were antithetical. Not, okay, so they like could, you be, could be both. That was what I was going to ask. One hundred percent. And most people were okay because you didn't have to make a delineation between right being a spiritualist and being. I could be Lutheran. I could be a yeah. spiritualist. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to percent. Okay. Yep. Um. <clears throat> So, it begins. <laughs> the fraud. Um, as soon as the Fox sisters are on the scene, scientists, newsmen, professors are trying to debunk them. Mm-hmm. Man after man after man, professor after professor, newspaper after newspaper. It's like, these women are full of shit. Um, nothing really comes of it. They can't really prove it. Um, most notably, though, in 1887, there's a report... Uh, from the Saber Commission, S A Y B E R T, the Saber Commission, mm-hmm. and they published their findings, and they actually found that fraud was widespread, and they were able to prosecute cases in court. That's how rampant science—not uh, Scientology, hello, uh, <laughs> what spiritualism had become? <laughs> because people were like um, hearing from you know, dead relatives to sell mm-hmm. their land or to get into this kind of thing. And, and people were going all in and getting messed up. And so they would file lawsuits. Right. And so this, this report kind of made it okay for them to start prosecuting lawsuits. Okay. The report declared that the phenomena that the Fox sisters produced could have easily been made by fraudulent methods. So let's go back to the Fox sisters, shall we? Please. Ugh. Well, over the years, Kate and Maggie, the two teens who had led to all of this, dude, they developed serious drinking problems. Oh, well, they've seen a lot of stuff. Right? Hey, gals. High spirits. We welcome you. I mean... In moderation, <laughs> as you pick up your wine. In moderation, my friends. Keep it right. clean. Uh, be responsible. Take an Uber. Yeah, right? So, by the way, in 1887, that um, Savert Report, or Savert Commission, came, comes out. Um, 
1888, like one year later, the girls, Kit and Maggie, are now in a huge fight with their sister Leah, who was like their pit before, right? Yeah. Their sister. She was their manager. Let's yeah. be nice. <laughs> okay, their manager. And um, they're like in this big quarrel because they think that Kate's drinking too much and she can't care for her children. Um, Maggie, her husband has just recently died and she's thinking about like going back to his Roman Catholic faith. Like just shit's happening with their right. sisters. Right. They're falling apart. So eager. And by the way, Maggie and Kate are still thick as thieves. And so eager to harm Leah as much as possible. The two girls travel to New York city where a reporter offered $1,500. By the way, this is like 1888. So that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And uh, $1,500 if they would expose their methods and give him an exclusive story. <gasps> Kate and Maggie appeared publicly at the New York Academy of Music on October 1888. And before an audience of 2,000 people, Maggie demonstrated how they were a fraud. Because they had like... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nope. I'm jumping I love now. that you were doing object work, by the way, because the people can't hear that. <laughs> You had a theory, but no one will ever know. I know. They'll never know. Uh, Maggie demonstrated how they could produce raps audible throughout the theater. Um, Doctors from the audience came on stage to verify that the cracking of her toe joints were the source of the sound. Maggie told her story, um, and it was published in the New York World. And I'm going to read two things from it. This might take a second. It's okay. Um, From Maggie. My eldest sister took Katie and me to Rochester. There it was that we discovered a new way to make the wraps. My sister Katie was the first to observe that by swishing her fingers, she could produce certain noises with her knuckles and joints, and that the same effect could be made with the toes. Finding that we could make the wraps with our feet, first with one foot and then both, we practiced until we could do this easily when the room was dark. The wrapping was simply the result of perfect control of the muscles of the leg below the knee, which govern the tendons of the foot and allow action of the toe and ankle bones. Such perfect control is only possible when the child is taken at an early age and carefully and continually taught to practice the muscles. This, then, is a simple explanation of the whole method of the knots and wraps. She later went on to say, um... This is Maggie speaking. Mm-hmm. A great many people, when they hear the rapping, imagine at once the spirits are touching them. It is a common delusion. Some very wealthy people came to see me some years ago when I lived in 42nd Street. I did some rappings for them. I made the spirit rap on a chair, and one of the ladies cried out, I feel the spirit tapping me on the shoulder. Of course, that was her pure imagination. Okay, so that's it for the confession. So pressured by the spiritualist movement and her own dire uh, financial circumstances, Maggie recanted a year later. Oh. Yep. She was like, nope. Never happened. Never happened. Um, She attempted to return to spiritualist performances, but she was basically shunned. She and her sister, these like founders of spiritualism, where they were basically persona non grata. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were celebrities of their time. They were celebrities. They, they were, were everyone. We were like fucking full of shit. Right. And then 
They were, like, highly sought after. Yep. They were making so much money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was all smoke and mirrors. By the way. And they were ruined. Speaking of them being ruined, this is how ruined they were. Um, within a few years, both sisters died in poverty. Yeah. Yep. They were shunned by their former supporters, who mm-hmm. were rich, and they were buried in pauper's graves. Oh. And apparently, I've never been, and I can't believe I did not know this, but all three of the Fox sisters, Leah, Maggie, and Katie, mm-hmm. uh, if you're looking for them, um, Maggie is Margaret, and Katie, or Kate, is Catherine. So, the Fox sisters are all interred in Brooklyn, oh. New York. All right. Which I did not know. Good to know. I just have a couple more things. Um... <laughs> For popular culture culture at the time, um, mainstream newspapers treated stories of ghosts and hauntings as if they would a news story. Awesome. Which is awesome and fascinating. Amazing. And I found one account, which I just think is, like, fucking cool. Um, the Chicago Daily Tribune in 1891 <laughs> has this tale to tell. Sufficiently bloody to suit the most fastidious taste, a house believed to be haunted by the ghosts of three murder victims seeking revenge against their killer's son, who was eventually driven insane. <laughs> Many families, having no faith in ghosts, thereafter moved into the house, but all soon moved out again. Yes. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Thank you, Chicago Tribune. Yes. Um, in the 1920s, uh, many psychic books were published. I was going to say that in the, I mean, the twenties was definitely the heyday of spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Seances were like on the rise. I feel like at they that were. time. Well, the, the, there were two, there were two big times. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. get to this, uh, in just a sec, but the first big time for, uh, spiritualism was civil war. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And the second big explosion of, Spiritualism was World War One. The Roaring Twenties. Well, it was well World War after, I. but oh, so so after. World War One was nineteen four. No, no, it was nineteen fourteen to nineteen nineteen. Right, World War One, and so uh, it wasn't a response to. It was actually a response to the fact that so many men were murdered, killed, mm-hmm. and did not come back, and people were so upset by that they right. chose to communicate with the spirits of their dead that way. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, and then dance like a flapper. Yeah, this is actually uh, uh, right around the time when Ouija boards started to become uh, mass produced. Mm-hmm. Cool. Kind of fucking weird. Um, two people I want to talk about: um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the the, and uh, Mr. Harry Houdini. Oh, the the. Yep. Wisconsin born. Really, Harry Houdini. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. There's a Harry Houdini uh, museum in Appleton, Wisconsin. The Museum of Whiplash. Yes. <laughs> um, as you guys know, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote the Sherlock Holmes series. Um, he was born in 1859 and he died in 1930. Big fan. Huge fan. Yeah. Um, he was a he was a bit of uh, like us. He was real witchy. He was witchy. Yeah. <laughs> He was all in, man. Yeah, he was. 
Um, he lost his son yep. in World War One. His son's name was Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Which is the best name ever. I'm yep. sorry. Um, <laughs> Especially when he would say it, because he would say it in a British accent, and so it would be Kingsley. Oh, look at you girl. Kingsley. <laughs> I love it. Um, Doyle was a part of the Ghost Club. Yep. Which was founded in London in 1862. It had a focus in the scientific study of paranormal activities uh, to prove the existence of paranormal phenomenon. Another famous member was Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. In 1916, which is during World War One, uh, Doyle believed that his children's nanny, Lily Loder Simons, had psychic ability. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this combined with the death that he saw around him made him rationalize. Remember his son died. Yep. Uh, made him rationalize that spiritualism was the quote unquote new revelation sent by God to bring solace to the bereaved. Oh <clears throat> yeah. So in the midst of all this suffering, um, to have this idea that you can connect right. with the dead just really brought a lot of people closure or happiness or mm-hmm. the ability to on a Ouija board, just connect with their dead son. I really want to break into Children of the uh, Revolution right now and sing that song, but I can't because I'm not in a... (laughs) What's Children of the Revolution? I don't even think I got the song right. I don't know. I want to sing is what I want to do. Oh my God, let's do Korean karaoke. Um, We can't. I just came up for my death. Of course I can't. I have off tomorrow. Nope. (laughs) We're going to at Korean karaoke. Book it. Happening. Please continue your story. I have something to add to this as well. Um, so anyway, uh, the new revolution, the new revelation was the title of, uh, Doyle's first spiritualist work. He actually published several works of spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Um, in the intervening years, he wrote to light magazine about his faith and he lectured frequently on the merits of spiritualism, actually traveling internationally to do so. What do you want to add? No, talk about, um, Go into Harry Houdini, and then I want to talk about, like, a modern-day Fox Sisters. Okay. Um, Harry Houdini was born in 1874, and he died in 1926. Um, We all know and love him as America's magician. Next to David Copperfield. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. He was, like, like the most famous. Next to David Blaine. Chris Angel. <laughs> um, uh, during the 1920s, um, professional magician Harry Houdini undertook a well-publicized campaign actually to expose fraudulent mediums. Um, this was a problem because he was actually really close friends with um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yes. And um, he, uh, Houdini was so upset that his friend was kind of falling into this dictionary that he took it on himself to uh, run around debunking these exploits, often like running around in like mustaches and shit like that. Right. Like disguises. Right. He actually published a book called A Magician Among Spirits. Well, this publication, by the way, um, weirdly made Sir Arthur Conan Doyle um, believe that Houdini was a powerful spiritualist medium and had performed many of these stunts uh, by, me- by means of paranormal abilities and that he used his ability to block those of other mediums. 
So he didn't think he was debunking them. He thought he was, like, overcoming them to kind of, like, spit the face. Oh, fascinating. Well, the thing with Houdini, and I don't know if you were going to talk about this, was that Houdini's mother passed away, and um, he was very close with his mother. And um, so when she died, he, for many years after she died, he was always trying to get in contact with her. And so he was conducting seances and getting involved. And then he realized that, it, it was, was horseshit. horseshit and a fraud. Like he he busted like one of the mediums that was conducting Several. the stance. Yeah, and so that's when he started his crusade against that yes. universe, um, because he was actually originally very into it. He was, and actually, this is interesting because he he was so upset that he ended up debunking all these people. Yeah, that um, before he died, he and his wife agreed that. If it be possible that they could communicate after death, he would communicate to her. Yes. And they had a secret code. Mm-hmm. And their actual code was, quote, unquote, Rosabelle Believe. Um, this is nothing more than their favorite song was Rosabelle. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was their favorite song, but they, and we just kind of like me being like, um... When you communicate with me, just do J one two three four. Like I would be a right. Favorite. So like their favorite song was just Bruce Beverly. Keep it simple, right? But Bess, uh, who is his wife, ended up holding seances on Halloween t- for ten years mm-hmm. after he died, and then finally was just like, she actually was quoted as saying, 10, 10 years is too long to wait for a man." <laughs> I like her so much. Stopped doing it. Also, why did um, you wait so long? I know. Well, there were a couple times when um, at the seances that uh, there were two times when people almost convinced her that Houdini was communicating, mm-hmm. but she actually debunked them. Good for her. Yeah, she's no dummy. Um, this tradition of uh, holding seances for Houdini continues. Yep. Um, held by magicians throughout the world on Halloween. Um, actually, people do it here. In Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got two more things and then we're out. Let me, can I, can I Mm -hmm. interject and just tell you, um, we had like recently and they're still actually around, um, kind of a modern day Fox sisters. Um, and they are three sisters who are the daughters of, um, a reverend, um, he is part of the Freedom Churches International. I don't know what that is. Sounds scary as hell. It sounds real scary. Um, but his three daughters who are very, <laughs> I hate to be this person, but they're beautiful, yeah. lovely girls. They consider themselves to be demon hunters and they perform exorcisms. So they're not quite like the Fox sisters, but they're kind of like the modern day version of them Yeah, where they believe that they are exercising demons out of human beings. So they go into homes um, whenever they're called and they come in with their crucifixes and whatever they need. And they, you know, shout out like, be gone demon. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I just spoke in tongues. If you're um, the, the, I, they're, they're the, they're the Larson sisters, L A R S O N. Please Google them. Uh, some of the videos are, kind of ridiculous and um you can take it for what they what you will like at this point they're like in their late teens early 20s um but their dad has basically like 
convince them that this is what they are and that this is a good idea. He's like Matthew Knowles with Destiny's Child and Beyonce, <laughs> except for with crazy white women trying to exercise Yeah, demons. so, but they charge like 400 to $500. Of course they do. An exorcism. Um, they've been featured on Anderson Cooper, actually. Of course they have. Um, and he like totally was like, I'm not buying it. I'm not into this. They have books. They were on the sci-fi channel, like all these things. But, um, they like, they're probably the closest thing we have right now to the Fox sisters. Um, but they're lesser known, I guess. And that's all. I love that. But check them out because... It's kind of fascinating. That makes sense. I mean, it's more, kind of fascinating. Change, more things stay the same. And yeah. Three beautiful, and, and the Fox sisters were beautiful right. by all accounts. Like, they're three beautiful sisters. They're like very close in age. They're young. The yeah. Their dad's a, the reverend of this creepy church. And <laughs> um, Sounds about right. Yeah. And they're all Sounds in. similar. Like there's a picture of one of the girls holding like this bedazzled crucifix up. Sexy. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. The Larson sisters. Ah. Yeah, they're like the Anderson sisters. Oh my god. <laughs> no, Andersons? Are they Andrews sisters? Andrews. Yes. Um, so I just want to talk about modern spiritualists. Please. Um, there's two modern spiritualist enclaves. Um, the first one. Um, I just looked into the microphone as if it was very obvious, but I read a book called, <laughs> I read a book called Lily Dale and everyone knows this, Duh. <laughs> but there was a place, uh, called Lily Dale in New York. Mm-hmm. It was incorporated in 1879 as the Casa Lake Free Association. This was a camp and meeting place for spiritualists and free thinkers. Um, the Lily Dale museum is located within a renovated schoolhouse, uh, and it features exhibits on the history of spiritualism. The Fox Cottage of the Fox Sisters fame was moved from Hydesville, New York, and transported to Lilydale in 1915. Except it was destroyed by fire uh, <gasps> September 21st, 1955. Ghost fire. A ghost fire. Uh, <laughs> Lilydale's year-round uh, population is only 275 people. Oh, my God. Yep. That can't be real. It is real. Okay. Uh, but each year, approximately 22,000 visitors come for classes, workshop, public church, uh, services and mediumship demonstrations, uh, lectures, private appointments with mediums, etc. In the recent years, guest lectures have included, um, well, I don't know who these first people are, but Deepak Chopra has been there. Oh, he's a big deal. Yeah, he's a big deal. Um, and in conjunction with... Conjunction with that, uh, the southern version of this, uh, founded by somebody from New York, um, Casadega, Florida. Casadega um, is located in uh, Belusia County, Florida. Um, it is known for having a large number of psychic mediums, and it is actually the psychic capital of the world. Oh, where is that in Florida? Um, it is uh, just north of Deltona. I don't know what any of that means. I don't either. Well, <laughs> I think it's like maybe like two hours south of, or two hours north of Orlando. I don't know. Okay. Fascinating. Awesome. Look at a map. <laughs> All right. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope you enjoyed this um, episode on the Fox Sisters. They are an incredible source of information. Um, 
they started a whole religion based on um, basically kind of um, bullshit, but they are everything we know about uh, ghosting and the paranormal to this day. No other religion has ever been founded on bullshit. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, I've been Jay Simon, and this is Noah Williams. No. no! <laughs> <laughs> this, we're going to edit that up. This is Noah Schmidt. <laughs> Sponsored by the Boda Box. It's one in a box. <laughs> I'm sponsored by Misfit IPA. It's beer in a can. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have been listening to High Spirits, and uh, this is our special episode about the Fox Sisters and spiritualism. I'm uh, going to send us off, but Noel has something very special to say. Sweet dreams. <laughs>